You're listening to the Marketing for Health Coaches podcast, where we talk about everything that's going to help you get clients and have a truly successful business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Amy Littman. With over 15 years in the industry, you can count on me to keep it practical and doable. In this episode, I'm going to share what to do when your business feels like a grind. If this is something you've started to experience, I want you to know that this is a really common phenomenon. You're not alone and there is a way to get out of this spot. I've got a path and I want to let you know in advance that it's a little bit of an organic path I'm going to take you on today. And if you haven't hit this point, maybe you never will, and you can use what I'm sharing today to avoid your business ever feeling like a grind. And as we dive in, I want to invite you to drop in and really think back to why you decided to do this work. What was it? Maybe there was a moment, maybe a period of time where there was a feeling that was growing inside of you, when some kind of fire was lit, there was a spark inside of you that felt super excited about helping people with their health and wellness so they could feel better in some capacity whether that's emotionally, spiritually, physically, or all of the above. Thinking back to the time when this feeling was growing inside of you, tap into what you were feeling. Was it inspiration, excitement, fulfillment? See if you can feel that feeling, and you can even pause this episode to really drop in, because uh, this is an embodied experience and not an intellectual one. And see if you can hold on to that feeling. Not every second of every day, but just practice as you're listening to this episode, holding on to that feeling as long as you can. And that spark, that why may change over time. Maybe it already has changed for you. And so whatever your current why is, connect to that. Holding on to that feeling is one of the antidotes if your business starts to feel like a grind. Feeling burnt out, overworked, and uninspired usually happens when we've become detached from the spark we felt when we started our businesses. And this isn't your fault. You haven't done anything wrong. It's very easy for this to happen. It's happened to me many times over the years. Most recently, I had a few months in 2021 where I didn't feel connected to my work. Really, my soul didn't feel connected. And I wasn't sure if I was going to continue operating the business, to be honest. And then last year in 2022, I was able to find new sources of inspiration, my spark and my why. And I actually had the most fun and successful year in my business than I had had in a long time. So let's talk about some of the reasons we become detached from our spark. One is that we get into the nitty gritty of our businesses and we start putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to do, do, do. There are lots of hats that we wear as health coaches and business owners. You're doing the marketing, you're creating content, maybe list building, enrolling and serving your clients. Not to mention that there's a lot of noise out there about all the things that you need to be doing. And I say need with air quotes. 
everywhere you turn, you're probably hearing about a new strategy that's the newest, greatest strategy you need to be implementing or a new technology that you must be using. And it can start to feel a little overwhelming. We start to have these never-ending to-do lists of things like creating social media content, building a website, writing blog posts, creating videos, and the list goes on. And the truth is, when we get overwhelmed by that list, our business can start to feel like a grind. This is one of the reasons I feel so strongly about helping you keep things simple. You don't need to do all the things to grow your business and get clients. Yes, you need to take action, and we want that to be smart action, but it's about doing the small number of things that will really move the needle and then rinse and repeating them so you get in the flow and you can feel ease versus overwhelm. If you're constantly putting pressure on yourself to produce, 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 at some point your business will feel like a grind. I'll give you an example of this. If you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I'm a huge fan of getting clients from wellness talks. And I'm a fan because it works so well. This is a strategy you can rinse and repeat. Once you learn how to line up places to give talks and you have even just one great talk, you can give that talk or alternate it with a couple of talks and give them over and over again at different venues and groups. This is an example of taking action, but getting a flow with something and letting it work for you rather than feeling like every week or month you need to do something new and different that you then have to learn how to do. Keeping things simple is going to help you stay out of the state of hustle and grind. Now, I also want to say that there likely will be times when having a long to-do list is going to happen, but that doesn't have to cause you to feel burnt out. You can have a long to-do list while experiencing joy and fun and ease and fulfillment with your work. You can shift out of the grind by not letting the to-do list dictate how many hours you're working, and how you feel. And I know that this is easier said than done. It is a process. I also know that you all have different life situations. Some of you may have 20 or 40 hours a week to work on your business, while others of you have a nine-to-five job and children or family members you're taking care of. If this is the case, Maybe you have a couple of blocks of time during the week where you work on your business. Maybe you work a couple nights a week or on a Saturday morning. This is hypothetical, of course. But whatever your situation is, we're all busy and have limited time, whether that limit is 10 hours a week or 40 hours a week. But what happens to many of us is we start to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to produce and to get through a to-do list by the end of the day or the week. And the to-do list is never ending. Let's be honest. That's just a factor of life. New things get added to the to-do list. And some of the things on your to-do list never fully get crossed off because there are things you do repeatedly, like giving talks, which I recommend you're doing every month. Now, as humans, we really like to close the loop. We like to complete the to-do list. It gives us comfort. I love checking things off my to-do list, but a mistake I've made that's very common is ignoring my needs. 
So instead of honoring our needs, we are honoring our to-do list. And as health coaches, we are all about wellness, but even we need reminders to prioritize self-care and our physical and emotional needs. Here's a scenario and think about if this ever happens to you. It's early evening and you're feeling exhausted from a full day. You've already done a bunch of work, whether it's working at a day job, taking care of children, or working in your health coaching business, and you just feel done. But you know there's that to-do list with several items on it, and so you decide to just keep pushing through it, even though you feel drained, and what you'd really love to do is shut down your computer, take a bath with some Epsom salts, read a book, and have an early night. I have been there more times than I can count. I had years of working through exhaustion because I didn't feel like I had a choice. I thought the world would crumble if I didn't get certain things done. And at a certain point, and I think it was after my father passed away the summer of 2021, I kind of hit a wall. I just couldn't keep up the same work patterns. Now, working through exhaustion is so uncomfortable to me. I dislike it so much that my soul comes in very loud and clear in these moments, and it tells me in no uncertain terms that I simply can't work right now. The voice that's worried about the to-do list has become much quieter, but it has been a process. It's taken time, and it's a muscle that I had to build. The first step of building that muscle was actually being able to sit with the discomfort of not working when there was a list of things to do. And I want to repeat this. The first step of building that muscle was actually being able to sit with the discomfort of not working when there was a list of things to do. And what I did was I would calm my nervous system and talk to myself. And I would tell myself, it's okay. It can wait until tomorrow or it can wait until next week. And what I was doing over time was retraining my mind. I was creating new neural pathways so that over time I found it easier to step away from work. And there are still moments where I override what my soul is saying and I work when I'm feeling drained. And when that happens, I will tell you that it is a yucky experience that ends up creating more stress. I stay up too late, and those are the nights I have insomnia. But you know what? Those moments are actually gifts because they remind me that this way of trying to overfunction does not work for me anymore. Probably never did. And it really helps to motivate me to keep boundaries, boundaries around not working late at night, not working on the weekend mostly, um, boundaries around time with my children, and also boundaries around my energy, which for me means not working when I'm exhausted, even if it's a time of the day when I would usually be working. And I used to think that I would be lazy if I chose to take a break from work on a weekday. And what really helped me shift this mindset is coming to understand that if I work when I'm stressed or exhausted, I am not producing good quality work. I am also not enjoying my work. And I know that if I work while I'm stressed or exhausted, 
I'm actually transmitting that energy to my clients or audience. And this may sound kind of out there, but it's true that we are always transmitting energy. So an example would be if I recorded this episode while I was feeling drained, you would feel that on an unconscious level. And this is true even if the episode had fantastic content. So keep this in mind as you're navigating your day and let this give you permission to step away from your computer when you need to. As you're building your business, I encourage you to think about what kind of boss you're being to yourself currently and do this without any shame or judgment. But just notice and think about what kind of boss you want to be going forward. Many of us have had bosses that were really hard on us and made us work crazy hours. And what happened? We became unhappy and resentful. And I know you don't want that for yourself. Many of us got out of the corporate world to get away from that experience, but then we've recreated it for ourselves. This is very normal. And you want to be patient with your, I'll call it your inner boss, because she's learning. And while this may sound silly, it can be helpful to meet with your inner boss. Ask her what she needs, what her fears are, and respond to her and give her feedback and ask her for what you need and want. Here's the other thing. I used to think that over-functioning and working late was the antidote to my stress. See if you can relate to this. I thought that if I checked things off my to-do list, I would have less stress. And yeah, there's a momentary relief that happens when we complete things. But as we've discussed, there will always be more to do. One of the antidotes to decreasing stress is having boundaries and getting comfortable with the to-do list rolling over to the next day or the next week. One thing that I have found extremely helpful when my to-do list feels overwhelming is I write down the blocks of time I have available to work that week so I can really see what do I have. And then I look at my to-do list and I prioritize. I pull out a small number of things that are the most time sensitive or the things that may not take a lot of time but will really help move the needle for my business. And I try my best to be realistic about what I can accomplish given the number of hours I have that week. I actually did this earlier this week when I was feeling overwhelmed. My original list had about 15 items. This is just my ongoing to-do list. And I pulled out four things from that list. One was prepping for this episode. Number two was editing a sales page. Number three was editing some emails. And number four was sending my legal coach, Lisa Fraley, some items she needs to help me with a trademark process that I'm going through. That helped me immensely because not only did it allow me to focus on some key projects, it also allowed me to feel more ease while working because I knew I was working on the most important things and that it was okay that some things weren't getting done this week. It actually helped me to ignore all the other things. The final piece that's really helpful in staying out of the grind is to tap into a feeling of devotion and specifically devotion to your business and what you're creating. This often comes from a place of love and service, and it's the opposite of feeling burdened. 
And I'm going to share a non-business example to help you feel into this. As you may know, I'm Jewish, and though I'm not terribly religious, I've become very involved in my synagogue. And most Saturday mornings, I go to synagogue with my teenage daughter, and it's a joy. After the service, there's a lunch at the synagogue, and I volunteered to help set up and clean up the lunch most weeks. And this was not something I got roped into doing, but something that I wanted to do. And I really enjoy it, and mostly it doesn't feel like a burden. I feel devoted to the community and helping to create a time for us to gather and enjoy time together. Now, if it's a Saturday morning where I am feeling particularly tired and maybe I don't want to go to synagogue or I want to go, but I don't have a lot of energy to do the setup and cleanup of lunch, I really try to honor that. And if it ever does start to feel a little bit like a burden, I just tap into, why did I decide to do this? Why do I enjoy setting up lunch and cleaning up lunch and creating this experience where I can gather and the community can gather? So think about whether your business feels more like a burden or more like something you're devoted to. There's no right or wrong here, but it's good to be aware of how you're currently feeling so that you can shift it if you choose to. If it's feeling like a burden, that is when it will feel like a grind and the joy and the fulfillment is absent. This is when you can simply do a reset. Like we talked about earlier, connecting to your spark and what you love about this work and why you decided to do this will help you to create a feeling of devotion towards the work and what you want to create. And then when you're sitting down to work, See if you can tap into that feeling of devotion instead of feeling the burden or the resentment and let that feeling of devotion permeate whatever you're working on. Even if you're doing bookkeeping, you can bring devotion to that. Like, I'm going to take care of my money situation because I'm devoted to this business. Remember that this business is for you. You started this not because someone told you that you had to, right? But because you wanted to. And while this might sound strange, your business is not for your clients. It's not for your business coach. It's not even for your bank account. It's for you. When you have devotion to what you want to create, what's going to happen is you're going to have less resistance to the things, the steps that you know you want to take in order to grow your business because it truly is for you and it's coming from you. As we wrap up, I want to just let you know, this is all a practice. It is easy to listen to all of this and think I should be doing all of this, right? But it is a practice. I know from firsthand experience. So be patient with yourself and come back and re-listen to this episode Anytime you get into the spot where your business feels like a grind and know that if you continue to practice what we talked about today, it will be really transformative for you and not just in your business, but also in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find all of the resources and links to free tools to build your business in the show notes directly under this audio. 
If you like this episode, go ahead and share it with your health coach friends. When you share, it really helps this community and it means the world to me. And be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so you'll always get my best business building tips as soon as they come out. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me today and I will see you next week.